Boys, good evening. Hello What's there. Up? What's going on? Not much. How are you? <sighs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> What's going on, Greg? What's going on? So, I have jury duty this week. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Actually, no, it's a civic duty that you should feel pride in taking part in, right? Listen, if my life allowed for it, I would be totally down. Yeah. I would. I, I would be like, all right, let's let's go. You know, talk to let's go serve grand. justice. <laughs> you know, but seriously, like I I I, I uh, respect that uh, process, and I want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't it wouldn't be a waste of time to me. I, I you know I'm pretty. I, I but I can't. My life does not allow for it. Yeah, I'm traveling for way too much for now, gigs. How does that work in California? With because like in Maryland. When I had my when I had my own business, I was able to say like I'm the owner of a business. I can't afford this time, and they were like, "Okay, can you do something like that? Is that an I option?" I think that if you go down there, you, you might be able to convince them, but you still have to make an effort to go down there mm-hmm. and then be excused in person. I was able to like delay it because the first summons that I got, the first the dates were like, "Ah, that's gonna, I'm gonna have to either that's sub this work. out or, or you know, that's not gonna work," but. Here's the thing. I'm like on standby, but the yes. night before, they, call. they there's a yep. call. Well, it's on a, it's on a uh, internet portal now. Ah, right? okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, there's still a number you can call, but the point is I, I, I go on there and it's like, you do not have to report tomorrow. Uh, so I was, so I was getting all set, all set for, for Monday, for today. Yeah. Last night, I was like, all right, where do I have to go? What is this? And I looked at it. It's like, you do not have to report. I was like, oh. So I guess I have the whole day free now because it's not like I could plan anything. Yeah. Right. So today was just kind of this weird, like, <laughs> I don't even right. seen the Sounds meme like of like. a state-imposed staycation. Yeah, but it's right. like, you can, but you don't have enough time to plan anything. Right. You know, so you're just kind of. Have you seen the meme of uh, it's like Quentin uh, Tarantino in someone's house just like walking around looking yeah. around and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt today. That was just, Greg's day today. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh, the, the meme. It's it's like when you're at your friend's house and you wake up first. Yes, yes. <laughs> you I know that feeling can't well. do anything, but you're just kind of sitting. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. does his TV work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't turn it on. He's still asleep. Really? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so it's like this weird limbo. Yeah. Um, well, do you have but, like pressing engagements this week that that, that you need that you're no? Needing? That's why I moved it to this week because typically the first two weeks of January don't have a lot of shows, a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, and you know, I looked at our uh, upcoming calendars and you know for the bands and we were free. So I figured, well, I'm gonna have to bang this out at some point. Yeah, yeah. So let's just go for it now. So I think I'm, I think I'll, I'll be okay. But I'm already uh, not. I don't I already don't have to go in tomorrow either. So it's possible Perfect. I might just get that all, all right. week, which would be great. But it's and it's still just one weird... week of one week of very yeah, it's one week. Yeah. yeah. So I, I ended up doing it. It was awesome. See, I wish I could do that. Like I ended up, it was two different trials. There was a civil trial and a criminal trial, and it was it was wild. Because you're like, wow, because it is serious. I mean, it's of course. It's, yeah. So yeah. Every time I've ever done it, it's been the same situation as you, Greg. I've been on standby, call in, call in, like three days, and then they just say, "Okay, you're done for the rest of the week. We don't need you." Yeah. So. It might it might even be that tomorrow. Yeah. I that would be amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, because then, if I, if I knew I had a few days, then I could maybe, you know, call up somebody to to you know set something up, set up a session or something. You know. Well, hey, man. anyway, it's all good. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Uh, if you got yeah, a couple tomorrow, days, you deserve it's a state imposed vacation. That's right. I do. I, and, do? and I do. And I but here's the here's the funny thing is that I actually did have a show last Friday, but it was it was local to uh, California, but I'm going to save that for my bit. Yeah, I heard a little bit okay. about that. Little tales okay. from the concert. Well, how how are you, Mr. Klein? I thank you for asking. Um we got a little bit of snow this weekend. You, you We got a whole crap started. ton of rain. You just got rain. Yeah. We were, we, we oh. were, the whole week was like, there's a blizzard coming to hit the East Coast. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I was reading it on CNN. It's amazing um, how on the, from the West Coast, 
Yeah. They, 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 they pump up the drama. You know? <laughs> the East Coast is getting pumped. The East Coast you're is getting You're not living out there. <laughs> yeah. East Coast to be pummeled. Yes. Yes, exactly, Greg. So the whole week, they basically were leading up to, you know, this massive storm's coming. Mm. Um, but then... And then, then I started hearing on like the, the like band chats and stuff like that. Like mine just says rain now, but ours was going between six and like twelve inches. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we ended up getting we ended up getting about five, and then it two in the afternoon turned a little bit to rain, uh, but it was also a little bit icy. It was enough. We we built a couple massive snowmen. Sweet. Um, had some ah. snowball fights. Shoveled a bit. So first snowfall twenty twenty four. Hey, come on, was, that's all you need. Great. That's it all you great. need. That's yeah. all. That's pretty great. So, Good weekend, and then it was back to school, uh, back to the the early six a.m. morning today. So, feeling Ooh, it, man. It's times. only one day, but it really feels like it's been a very long week so far. <laughs> I hear you. Yep. How about you, Jay? Oh man, well we I I had an incredible weekend. Had an incredible weekend. I I want to run through this. We got a lot to get through tonight, but uh, yeah, mm. Saturday was the big FA Cup third round draw between my club Newcastle United and. They're vicious arch, arch rivals, Sunderland. Um, oh, Sunderland. Yeah, who don't don't feel bad if you've never heard of them because they're terrible. I've heard of them. Yeah. And they uh, they now play in the the championship, which is the league below the the Premier League. Mm. Uh, all Newcastle United fans have just been like gritting and gnashing gnashing their teeth. Just it's a very British thing. Like we should be able to easily handle yeah. these guys, mm-hmm. but it's just a British thing that like. Oh, we haven't played them in almost six years, and you know when we go away from home, it's not quite you know it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. So you know it's, we, we might lose, you know. Uh, we ended up walking away with it three nil, nice. and the snow did not interfere with me. I got to go down to the bar in um, Mount Washington, Baltimore, where the cool. Newcastle United supporters go. Yeah, at seven thirty nice. in the morning. <laughs> oh. A lot of fun. Um, then came back and uh, had the uh, final. Rehearsal of my new honky tonk band. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my buddy Nick Carroll, we basically put together this six-piece honky tonk band. We're playing um, Nick Carroll. Yeah, he's he's playing the pedal steel, if you can believe that. Okay. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. So it's coming together. We're uh, playing our first show this Saturday at the American Legion in Silver Springs. So come on out. It's a uh, it's, we got we got matching outfits, cowboy hats. The whole what's the wow. what's the repertoire? Uh, what you, what you we playing? got some uh, George Jones. We got some David Allen Coe. We got some Dwight Yoakam. We got some. We're playing some stuff from like the Birds, the Sweetheart of the Rodeo album, which I've played a couple times on this podcast. I don't know that All stuff. Right. It's really difficult <laughs> to be honest. Is it really? Well, just because wow. it's so different from. Everything that we've, that I've, I'm used to playing, you know, yeah. everything's clean. Mm-hmm. Everything's clean. Everything's got to be pitch perfect. Harmonies have to be 100% or they sound like crap. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no noodling around on the guitar. You, you know, all the riffs have to be there. All the songs are like mm-hmm. two and a half minutes long. So you got to remember a lot, remember a lot of lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough discipline. It's a slog. Wow. No, it's not a slog. It's, <laughs> it's some of the most fun I've had, but it is a challenge. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Oh, I'm yeah. having a great time. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So cool. Yeah, that's what's going on in my world. Good times. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into it. What do you say? Shall we? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Or do it. You should check it Yes, that's right. You are tuned in. You should check it out. Challenging ourselves with various different disciplines since Ooh. 2018. That's our thing, yeah. Absolutely. We're happy Indeed. to have you here with us on this beautiful <laughs> Thursday here in the uh, second week of January of 2024. Amazing. This is episode 231. I'm trying to like, there's no, there's no like milestones with the 231 or the second week of January. We're, we're in it, boys. We are in like the. This is just the, yeah, this is the like post holiday winter. Yeah. Period. It's just winter now. So, f- yeah. Mm. We've already all been sick. So hopefully that's. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, I don't know. Greg, you haven't gotten anything, right? 
He's not um, actually, I will tell. Well, hold on. I will, I will tell you that it is un, it's, uh, pretty. It's chillier than usual by uh, quite a bit Ooh. out here, it's, and it's very windy. Like it, it can get the Santa Ana winds. Oh yeah. Those, those when those start rolling through, it's pretty serious. Really? Um, yeah. And so last night, I mean, I woke up at two in the morning and I went out to get get a glass of water and. I, I was like, what is that like a motorcycle gang or something? Like what is good? <laughs> I'm hearing like wow. I'm hearing stuff getting slammed. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I just cracked open the door to outside and I get I was like, whoa, it's like extremely windy. It's like windier than any at time I've ever seen. The wind took the door and just ripped it yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Santa Anna's hey. here. <laughs> but so Obviously, no snow, very little rain, although it rained when I was gone in December. But the point is, right now, cold and windy. Right. But I still walked yeah. out to the jacuzzi earlier. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's not that bad. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, tough life without the well, anyway, hey, is, look, I had, I had, the, I had the free... Tough life. Look, you, just, yeah. you just told me to enjoy myself. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. This is episode 231 of the You Should Check It Out podcast. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. Uh, I'm leading things off. I got a three for Thursday. Hey. Got uh, some really cool music that I ran across uh, this week, and I want to share that with you. And uh, Nick found a cool article on the old New York Times. I did. Yeah. I did. Sure It'll be did. good. One share of those, it's one of those... Wish we would have done a, a an obit at the time, but we didn't, and we're sorry. And here's who this person is, which is Fair really enough. cool. And Greg, you're going to be uh, finishing things up with the talk of this epic show, I believe. Well, uh, yeah, I have a Tales from the Concert from the show Ooh. that uh, played with the uh, Red Knot Chili Peppers this uh, the what? Yeah, weekend. Who? The Red Knot. There they are. There they are. Thank you, Jay. Of course. <laughs> of course. Always. All right. All right. Well, looking forward to all that. Uh, there is one other thing. Nick, you and I are going to see a concert this week. You're darn right we are. And yes. right now, it's I'm exhausted thinking about it, but I'm super pumped for this concert. <laughs> We're going to see the mighty Tool. Tool. Oh, CFG Arena. You're kidding me. In oh, Baltimore. Yeah, baby, yeah, on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Did the, is anybody opening? Uh, there was some band. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. But none, nobody that I've heard of before. Maybe Greg yeah. knows them. But uh, yeah, no, well, we're gonna enjoy. see Tool on Wednesday. It's gonna be freaking amazing. You guys it ever seen them? Awesome. I, I, I've seen them once. Seen Tool. Okay, yeah, it, it it's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen them in twenty years, but yeah, I, I yeah. there's no there's no doubt it'll be amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, as previously mentioned, mentioned a gentleman uh, today mm -hmm. for you, I have a this is like original OG three for Thursday. Oh yeah. Three, four, Thursday. Three, four, Thursday. Three, four, Thursday. Three, four, Thursday. Yes, that's right. Three for Thursday. The lazy bit that I came up with whenever I didn't have anything to talk about, I decided, well, I'll just play three songs that I, I yeah. want to talk about. And Nick, and at the time, was born. A segment was born. Nick at the time threw it out there. He's like, something old, something new, and something blue. And that was extremely prescient at the time because that's come back. You know, that, that, that format seems to work, and it fit perfectly this week. So Beautiful. I'm going with it. I actually have something something old, something new, and something blue this week. So All right. going to start things off. You guys know I've been talking at length about it. I'm so heavy into bluegrass right now, trying to learn all I can. And there's the name for this kind of effect. And Nick, maybe you know this. Uh, it's when something, like when you hear a term or you hear of a person, and then all of a sudden for like the next two weeks, like you notice that person or that thing everywhere. Like they keep cropping up. Is that like Schadenfreude? Or what's the. No, no. There's a specific name for that effect, but <laughs> it's not deja vu. But it, you guys have experienced this, right? Like if yes, I say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like signs you, from the universe. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you. Right, interpret yeah, the yeah. signals. Yeah, right, but, that, but, <laughs> but that, yeah. that's what one, one interpretation would be that. Exactly. Yeah. So yes. for me, it's Balo Fleck. Now, Balo mm. Fleck, a banjo player that I've loved for years, but of course, since you know, I got on this bluegrass kick about 
two, three weeks ago. Um, I've been thinking about Bela Fleck, and he just keeps popping up and popping up and popping up and popping up. That's uh, the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Th- the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Thank you. Ah, thank thank you, you so much. You're welcome. You get a ding for that. Thank you. All right. Um, thank you, see, you're learning something here on the podcast. There we go. So, Bela Fleck. I already knew that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I, I've been listening to some of his newer stuff, and I haven't ever really listened to a lot of his bluegrass stuff, for whatever really? reason. And it got recommended to me in one podcast um, that I should go listen to his album Drive from 1988. Mm-hmm. Nick, you familiar with this one at all? Greg? Absolutely. I've listened to all of Bella's stuff. Yeah. Okay. This album I have is also off- listened to a little bit. You have heard this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, this album is off the charts good. I can't believe I kind of hadn't heard of it hadn't heard it before i'd heard of it but yeah man this album's so good it's got legendary all-stars of bluegrass mm-hmm. on it sam bush um my boy tony rice on the on the guitar oh yeah, yeah. Um, your Jerry boy Douglas is on there my boy um so anyway i wanted to play some of that this is the opening track from that called whitewater So yes, yeah, so that's that's my old. We will be coming back to Bela Fleck here in just a second. But today, log into work, um, throw on Spotify. It's Monday, so I get to my new my new music fix. Um, on the release radar, I saw that Ryan Adams has a new album out. Hmm. Does he? Yeah. And the crowd goes, it's okay. Jay likes it. Jay <laughs> likes them. No, it's okay. Uh, so I. I pulled up the one track, saw that there was a whole album out, and I'm like, oh, that, that's that's neat. A new Ryan Adams album for me to check out. Listened to a little bit of it, was blown away, was really, really, really good, and then noticed underneath it that he has more albums that are from 2024. And I'm like, well, that's strange, because we're just in 2024. And then did a little bit more research and found out that he is the newest entrant in the quantity over quality... <laughs> Yeah. Approach to to Spotify apparently. Saving he released, it all for twenty twenty four. Yeah, this guy released five, five full length albums on New Year's Day of twenty twenty four. Well, Kidoki, so <laughs> Four of which contain all new new material. Wow. Uh, the and the fifth of which is a live version of one of the albums that he released last year. And he released four albums last year too. Yeah. So he's already up to five. The albums are are really really spectacularly good for releasing five of them in one day. They're named Star Sign, Sword and Stone, Heat Wave, 1985, and Prisoner Live. Um, the 1985 one is really kind of interesting that he's doing like this like 80s punk thing where it kind of sounds like they're replacements. Mm-hmm. And the other ones are kind of more straightforward Ryan Adams stuff. Um, won't go on at length about him. If you're into his thing, um, check him out. You're going to like him. It's, it's really okay. good stuff. But I did want to play one track from this. This is the new. Uh, this is from the album Star Sign, which is my favorite out of the five. Um, okay. And this song is called Shining Through the Dark. One, two, one, two, three. 
Nice. Okie Not too bad, huh? No, well, actually not bad. Pretty good stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah. Back to Mr. Bailiff Fleck. So this is my something okay. blue category. So right. uh, a couple days ago, Mr. Rick Beato of Internet fame released an interview, a full-length interview with uh, Bailiff Fleck. I don't know if you guys caught this or not. I yeah. didn't. I didn't see it yet. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. It's a jury, du- jury duty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm. got to keep the days clear. <laughs> <clears throat> Just wandering through the house, waiting for the the phone yeah. call. <laughs> um, the interview is great, and in it, uh, it talks about a whole bunch of stuff where he got started, um, how he got started, his approach to music, his approach to tonality. Um, found out that he doesn't r- read music. You were talking right. about this Notation. this past week. It's kind of incredible. Like he can't sight read, right? He can't sight read. I, again, again, I assume that he can, like if given a piece of paper, he can figure it out. Like yeah. He knows, he knows what he's talking about, but he can't sight read music. Well, banjo and guitar are like very difficult to sight read for. They are. They are. You know? It's just not... A lot of translation. It's not an intuitive... It's like, if those were the only instruments on Earth, then standard notation would have never come out. Right? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Know? What was it? it yeah. What no was sense. his process, Jay, of uh, of getting music? What, or, yeah, you were talking about that as well. Well, it feeds into this this clip I'm about I'm about to play. So I'll talk about that. So in this interview, they talk about how one of his, I think Rick asks him what was the one of the first pieces of music that he remembers mm-hmm. um, liking, and he he grew up in New York, Bela did, and mm-hmm. he remembers lit- hearing Rhapsody in Blue. Mm-hmm. The George Gershwin. Yeah. Oh, George Gershwin. George Gershwin from, like, I think it's 1924, 1925, something like that. Sure. Um, and the whole thing is, you know, it's kind of like a serenade to New York. It, like, one of the first uh, concert pieces that incorporated jazz idioms mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. Um, big piece. And Bela, for some reason, had a lifelong affinity for this piece. And later on in life, he found out he met this guy who had written a book about Rhapsody in Blue and how interesting a, a piece of music this was and found out that there was actually, there's actually a banjo part in the original score for Rhapsody in Blue. Now it's a oh, tenor, right. it's a tenor banjo part, which is completely different from five string banjo, which Bela plays. Um, but he was intrigued enough that he got in touch with this guy and he was like, you know, I've always wanted to see if I could translate any of that to banjo. And I don't know, you, you guys know that he's done like, like Bach cello suites right. for mm-hmm. banjo before. Oh, yeah. I've so that. he's done that kind of stuff before. So the guy sent him like an original score with like Gershwin's notations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just a funny moment. Bale's like, yeah, I had this really embarrassing moment where I had to get back to this author. And he's like, this is really incredible and thank you so much. Um, unfortunately, I can't really do anything with this because I don't read music fluently um is there any way you could get me like a sibelius file mm-hmm. <laughs> just like basically like a midi transcription yeah. of this yeah. and the guy was like oh yeah oh, okay so he ended up doing that and so from the midi score bela was able to break that into like something like three banjo parts like t- turn the piano part into three separate banjo parts mm-hmm. and then what he did was this system of editing where he would take out parts from each individual part to kind of make a whole cohesive mm-hmm. banjo part. So he took three yeah. individual lines and turned them into one banjo part. And so he has a way of, and he played some of this on the Beato interview, of like the solo banjo interpretation of Rhapsody in Blue, which is pretty incredible. So mm-hmm. again, this is like, I haven't really thought about Bela Fleck for, I don't know, months and then all of a sudden he's just all over the place and Everywhere. he finally just released the uh, bluegrass version of Rhapsody in Blue the thing that you never knew that you needed until now excited to hear it <laughs> so I want to play a little bit of this I mean, the piece is like 12-15 minutes long something like that so this is just a little bit of it but um, I don't know it's cool awesome
go. Man, that guy can shred. Oh yeah, <laughs> he can. Man, Jeez, I, Pete. yeah, I've se- I've seen him a few times. The, the, the first time I saw Bella Fleck in Charlottesville, and it's like uh, little. Was it like a little theater? Yeah, it was. It was not. It wasn't little, but it wasn't huge. You know, it was felt like a high school auditorium. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, I just went right down to the stage and talked to him for a while. Oh, wow. And he was super nice. And then the second time I saw him was with Chick Corea doing duo right. at the Warner Theater. Yeah. And, and they were both student, like, hey, Greg. A student of mine had gotten t- like second row tickets. Wow. And, well, he talks uh, a lot in that inter- interview about his time with Chick Corea and how much. Oh, yeah. They did, and they how, were, how nervous he was the first time he got the chance to I'm, play with Chick. Yeah. <clears> he, didn't, he doesn't know how to sight read. <laughs> That's but crazy. All turned out well. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Check out everything Ayla does. It's right good on. stuff. Yeah. Enough yeah. from me, Mr. Klein. Over to you, sir. Well, thank you so much. That was wonderful. Wonderful three for Thursday. Thank you. I, uh, as you mentioned at the top. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nick. No, it's fine. That's good. No, it's good. That's good. <laughs> That's how I feel when I say red knots and so much. I won't interrupt anymore. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's good. Um, so I came across this article um, when I was kind of perusing music news, uh, and it was titled Overlooked No More, Cordell Jackson, Elder Stateswoman of Rock and Roll. Mm. Hmm. And this, the subhead is a pioneering record label owner and engineer. She played guitar in a raw and unapologet- unapologetically abrasive way. Whatever song it was, she said, I always creamed it. <laughs> so I was like, alright, seems interesting. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the story of uh, Cordell Jackson, who who was born Cordell Miller um, in 1923 in Mississippi. Um, and she always was interested in music as a young a young kid. But she picked up a guitar and kind of just had this like emotional connection with the, with the instrument. But she played it a very specific way that, that I, I think at the time must have probably been alienating uh, because the way that she plays, which we'll, we'll listen to a, a clip or two here in a minute, was I think... Uh, given like the late 1930s, 1940s, not 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 standard. She 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 never. She said she's quoted as saying, "I never broke a string, but I but I break every day every pick that I use." Something like something to that effect. Mm, she must <laughs> use she must use thick strings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So it, basically, um, it's it's this story, and and like I mentioned, uh, the New York Times sometimes do does this where they'll. They'll say, hey, we didn't do an obit about this. Uh, it's a series, this Overlook No More. She had a, a claim to fame, which we'll also listen to, um, but like kind of in the 90s when all of the work that she had been doing through her whole life um, kind of came to fruition. Uh, she wanted to be a, a, a professional guitarist um, and had a hard time breaking in because of gender barriers, I guess, um, is what she likened it to. Uh, but got to the point where hearing no was kind of like the fuel. Um, she started her own record label, did some work with uh, some notable country artists in, in Memphis. Um, but it wasn't really, there's really not, there's only two recordings uh, that she ever did of herself during that time. Uh, and they're two Christmas songs, which we just missed it. Uh, <laughs> they don't seem like to be too relevant at this moment. But then, as I mentioned, she she kind of she was in I think Memphis at a at a party and ran into somebody and basically started talking about all the people that she had worked with and kind of had this second coming in her I guess at that time 60s and through her 60s and 70s and 80s basically performed with a ton of of, of pretty pretty popular artists um, so the first clip that I have here is I actually had to go to YouTube because I realized that Spotify didn't have a lot the, this one album that is on Apple Music, uh, which is this live 1997 album. So I think this is from that 1997 live album that she did, uh, but it's called Rock and Rollin' Eyes. Let's give this a listen.
<laughs> yeah. I see, Rock this is suit. just amazing to me, like, because this is just yeah. another example of that effect. Because Bela Fleck in that interview, this is the other song that he was going to do an interpretation of. He was going to do a whole banjo interpretation of that song. Oh, is that really? Rock and Rolling Eyes? Really? No, not really. No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> it kind of has yeah. a bluegrass vibe, though. It would have been. <laughs> yeah, could have. Could have done it. Um, no, but she's a very eccentric lady. Um, <laughs> she's, there's, a, there's just so many quotes. Like she, it's one that she's like, I found the, that the faster I play, the more accurate I become. <laughs> um, and, and that she would put on her record labels, uh, that she released that of her recordings. Um, this is not a masterpiece, but it could be so bad. You'll like it. Um, and <laughs> like she didn't care about rhythm or she never tuned <laughs> like somebody would tune her guitar, I guess for, um, just a real like quirky lady that just had a vision and like loved playing this instrument. Um, so she kind of had this uprising, right? Where there's this organic, like, who is this lady um, who's, like, has these recordings of herself doing really thrashy, like, ah, just real loud, noisy stuff from, like, the 50s? Because uh, the other thing that she'll, she's claimed, she claims throughout this whole article is, like, well, if that was rock and roll, I was doing it when Elvis was one. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've been making this noise with a guitar since I was a, since I was a teenager. Um, but it was in 1997, there was a, a Super Bowl ad featuring uh, Brian Setzer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and it was a Budweiser commercial with Brian Setzer. And I, I went ahead and included a clip uh, from this as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember this ad, but honestly, she looks like such a stock uh, granny. Yeah. yeah. That, that like, <laughs> I, I just probably, if I did see it, I probably just assumed the person wasn't playing and it, sure. this wasn't even a real person. So yeah. go ahead and go ahead and, Cue that up if you wouldn't mind. So I'm doing my sound check. Hello, hello, hello. And I hear this woman's voice. Crunch that last chord. I'll show you. She grabbed the guitar. And then she started rocking. No, I mean rocking. You're pretty good. Not. Someone that hot deserves <laughs> something this cold. Suddenly, I remember this was a bug spot. Like your style. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Is this good and this is not good? This is not good. This is not good. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, hilarious, man. This woman sounds like an absolute gas, man. Yeah. She, uh, in that New York Times article, I don't know if you saw this, but she was on an all-meat diet, or she put herself, or her doctors, she said, she said that her doctor doctors put her, put her on yeah. an all-meat diet, Yeah. and she only drank her own milk, and giant jugs of tap water from Memphis because she didn't trust any other kind of water. <laughs> yep. And whenever she would get changed, she would always wear gloves, but not because she wanted to be proper. It was because that dirty money, she didn't want to touch it. And she would bring the change home that she got from the from the store, wash it, and then hang it on the clothesline. <laughs> what? Such a quirky lady. <laughs> Jeez. So just a just a interesting character. I read it and like I think I, I I mentioned this before we started recording Jay, but I was reading and I was like, this is really more something Jay would bring to the table here. But but um, but the more I read about it, I was like, ah, no, let's let's celebrate Miss Cordell Jackson. Oh, absolutely. Um, so. I'm loving that she's in all these pictures too. She's rocking a Hagstrom guitar. How many oh, yeah. pickups does she have? <laughs> it's three pickups, but uh, a lot of switches. Yeah, those okay. are. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of different combinations. Yeah, those are uh, highly coveted by the uh, the indie rock folks these days. Well, I mean, she definitely. I'm sure she inspired some yeah. Uh, some. Yeah, she. Yeah, she definitely. She would fit on an early Pavement album. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounded like Brian Jones had massacre to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So just a little more, a little more up tempo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Brian Jonestown. It's like, Brian, it Jonestown, it it's like Brian Jonestown Massacre meets Bella Fleck. There you go. That's right. <laughs> there he is again. All right, Miss Cordell Jackson. Cool. I, can't, I can't believe yep. I've never heard of her. That's so cool. Thank Neither have I. I know. Yep. She, she I mean, passed. The, the, uh, the pics are awesome. October of 2004. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Yep. Yeah. So. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll toss a link in the I'll toss a link in the uh, in the notes, but also. Just look her up. It's there's a lot there's there's a handful of videos of her performing, you know, like thirty minutes and stuff like that. It's 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 a trip. Cool. That's what I got. Glorious. There it is. Hey now. 
yeah, well, so last week, Jay, you played a clip from Mitski, right? I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to throw one right back in your face because I actually oh, went snap. and listened to Mitski and I was like, this is pretty cool. So this one is called A Pearl. Okay. Ooh. That's freaking great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how often do we play a, a clip on this show that really goes from like zero to 60? Seriously, yeah. man. From, and, and from like the beginning of the song. I mean, this, it's yeah. a really well-structured uh, build. <laughs> yeah. It's like a great like, arrangement. I mean, and mm-hmm. I mean this in the most honestly positive way. It sounds like something from like 1995 or 1996, like post like, yeah, almost yeah, like a like, like, space hog song or something like, like Elastica. that. Elastica. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally get that vibe for sure. It's probably why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's but it's like it's intelligent in its like, yeah, Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. know, the chord the chords do things that are like, you know, we could do it in theory about that. But because mm-hmm. like suddenly it, you know, they know where there's a mo there's a moment here where we can stick this chord and that'll and it'll, it's okay if it's like yeah. Well, and the way her her voice wraps around it, and the melody yeah. wraps around it too, is so it's perfect. That's, yeah, I yeah, love exactly. that. That's great. No, they take Man. some risks, and it pays off. Um, but definitely, the the recording is great. The drumming is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like everything yeah. every, everything is really. Um, it ticks off a lot of boxes for me. So anyway, uh, a lot more of where that came from too. There's a lot of other songs I could have picked yeah. that I was feeling. Nice, cool. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Thought I would share with you guys a tales from the concert, but from you know, Ooh. from kind of behind under the hood. Oh, okay. snap! I love that. Yeah, you want to play the uh, theme? Would I? Uh, you gotta do a little I'll just, like. I'll just mm, note. I think, <laughs> starting twenty twenty four off right, we got that at the top of a Tales from the Concert. That's right. It's so rare. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's like a. Oh, that's it's usually like halfway through. Like, wait a second. Or, we didn't I play the thing. Yeah. Play the theme song. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're gonna be better about that this year. That's right. We're doing good. <laughs> so, Tales from the Concert. Okay. So. Yes. yes. January fifth, twenty twenty four. The Red Knot Chili Peppers performed at the House of Blues in Anaheim. All right. Nice. Which was um, a little bit of a daunting uh, few weeks leading up to it. I mean, essentially, we were, we were negotiating with someone over there. And okay. it sounds like for a few, the past few years, pre-COVID it was different, but for the past few years, as Lav Nation has kind of gotten themselves back uh, to their former glory mm. um like, i mean this is a company that, pre- <gasps> sorry, <it> didn't work <laughs> pandemic bullying tactics is that what is that what we're referring I'm just to saying that, that 
when the pandemic happened, this is one of the companies, I mean, they lost like $8 billion in share mm-hmm. value, like in a day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or it was something insane. Boy, that hurts. Um, <laughs> That's a clip we should get. Boy, that hurts. <laughs> um, all right. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously shows have been around for a while now, but it seems like they're actually getting open to having tribute acts in some of their bigger rooms again. Oh, okay. All right. And so anyway, we Good were talking, you. yeah, uh, we were talking to, uh, to them again, Anaheim, you know, it's Disneyland, it's South of LA. So for us, it's pretty much a local show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, it's been difficult. It's been, excuse me, difficult for the band to find kind of like a home in LA. We've played a bunch of spots. We played at, we even played at the Viper room. That used to be the, the closest thing to a local LA show. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, the, the deal wasn't working anymore. So we got this offer, and again, it's a little bit un, a little bit under the hood. But Live Nation, let's go all the way under the hood. Live Nation is, if in some ways, like kind of the evil empire of concert right. Uh, promoters, right? I mean, right. They, 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 bit of a they have, a, they have, yes, exactly. So. However, you know, as the artist, you want you, you do want to have a good relationship with them. Sure, because they are the monopoly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it gets, yeah. it, there's so many venues that you have to have a good relationship with them in order to get into. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. venues might be like the ones that you want to put along your route mm-hmm. when you're building a tour or whatever. It's like, oh man, if we could only do this place, oh, but it's a Live Nation venue or whatever. Anyway, so we got the offer, and the deal is not great. Like we have better deals yeah that we can get you know that you've negotiated yourself for the, yeah 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 with independent venues yeah but what the independent venues lack is this like mega muscle that mm-hmm. live nation has in the promotional game sure and i mean i'm talking everything from social media to like you know the uh anything you can imagine where you would hear a concert from yeah radio tv Yep. You know everything. If they flood the market. Yep. Because they're, they're they're promoting not just our show, but all of their shows. Yep. Um, also, House of Blues Anaheim is right by Disneyland, mm-hmm. um, and so you have a lot of walk up potential. Mm-hmm. Sure. But we didn't know how this was going to go, especially because they only we only confirmed it. I think like under five weeks away from the really? show actually happening. Typically, it's like a six week minimum. In the mm-hmm. industry, before like, from when you announce a show to when yeah. you actually have it, so you have enough time to promote. Um, we, I don't think we had that, so we were definitely a little nervous. Like, oh, like, because it would be one, it would be very bad if it bombed. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not only make that, hard to make the case to come back and take us for the next thing. Yeah. Exactly. Not only that, but it was originally set for January twelfth, and they moved it up a week to January fifth. In their last like offers, like okay, we can we can give you this date, but it's gonna be January fifth. Can you guys do that? You know, it's mm. cut off like another week of promotional time. But we decided to go for it. Okay. And I was definitely a little nervous. I was like trying to spread the word, but then you know, like it's like telling my neighbors, you know, like, yeah, my hey, you fr- should come my to friends. Anaheim this week. Yeah. But it's like for them, it's you know, it's that's like uh, it's not so bad. It's a reasonable ask. Mm-hmm. Especially because a lot of times my neighbors are like, tell us when you're playing locally. You know, right. it's like, well, this right. is kind yeah. of like the one you should come to. Yeah. Um, so I tried to get the word out, you know, and I'm telling my other LA friends. And there was definitely some that said like, yeah, we're going to come out. Well, like, cool. Okay. And it wasn't until December 30th. So like uh, less than a week, I got it, an email and it was saying, uh, it said, oh, um, yeah, turns out the uh, pre-sales are good, are, are looking good for this show. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So we were like, okay, you know, I don't know if I think I'm okay. To, it's okay to tell the numbers here. So like the venue holds ni- nineteen hundred. It's a huge okay. room. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, but they have a they have two levels. There's a balcony and a big floor. And so on December thirtieth, we had we we were told we'd sold four hundred eighty five. Okay. Pre-sales. Wow. All right. I was like, oh, that's good because you know, obviously. It's only a quarter of like nineteen hundred, right? But we figured there's be sections that were close. That that's like the m- absolute maximum capacity, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. this thing is yeah. overflowing to the brim. Yeah. yeah, and so as it turns out, they actually closed off the balcony 
if it's not going to be over, you know, in a certain amount, uh-huh. and they can they think they can just fit everybody on the floor, then it's that's what they do. So the day of the gig, the the pre count, the pre sale count jumped up to seven eighty five. And so we were like, oh man, like, okay, so we're going into a situation where there's going to be 800 people at least, you know, like imagining. And what's cool is that the deal has these bonus structures. Mm. So like when you hit 500, you get a bonus. When you get 750, you get another bonus. And when you get 1,000, you get another bonus. Yep. So in the end, we had a really fantastic show because... Also, I was able to like bring my new Marshall amp. I brought a sure. mobile show, so I brought more guitars than I usually do. And you know, mm-hmm. I didn't hire tech this time because I figured I had a little, I could control. I, I had a little more uh, versatility in the in the set list. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time we did a, a record in succession, so you can't like change the order. Yeah, you just have to switch every time. You know, you yeah, know, you can't pra- make the order to, fit the way I had to switch guitars. practically yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, you know, it's so. Uh, anyway. Um, so it was really, really fun night. Um, the staff was great, and uh, in the end, we had nine hundred ninety-one people that showed up. Nine hundred, oh. yeah, yeah. Nine hundred ninety-one, dude. Yeah, which, awesome. which for, for thanks, because like, there's been times where we uh, where we played for bigger crowds than that, but usually that's like a free event or like you know mm-hmm. a festival or something. This was like our show. Yeah. And so to me, I was like, you know, and like we stepped on stage and did a jam, and then I looked out, and there's like a thousand freaking people there, you know? That's amazing. And, That's and, wild, and all man. ages, too, and all kinds of different, you know, ethnic backgrounds or whatever, you know, guys and sure. girls, all ages, you know? And it was a, re- and they were so supportive. It was like a really great feeling to have, uh, you know, all these years been trying to like make this thing happen. And then, yeah. you know, but it goes to show you that you got to, you know, like Live Nation, it's like they, you, you, there's some cons, but the pros are that promotion is everything in live music. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's what it was when you hit that like pre, that pre-sale of 485? Was, was that already, were they already promoting the heck out of it at that point? Were I imagine so. I imagine so. I mean. Like, is there any data that they share with you regarding like. How like where they went with the yeah uh, yeah or um, that, with like, our manager maybe crap. yeah um and I think he he usually sorts you know buys ads but he didn't have to as much this time sure you know and um so yeah it was it was just a a pretty cool um pretty cool situation we um you know came out did did our jams and everyone sounded really good you know the staff was super on point you know our ears really. You know, solid and uh, yeah. So anyway, it was it, it was one of those moments where you know you feel like that sense of like it's like a was, I guess it's like a, a relief or something. I don't know. It just felt like uh, yeah, like you crossed a new threshold for sure. Yeah. Because now everyone's gonna know, you know, like like that we pulled that many people at that that's venue. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like a huge yeah. First and foremost, Live Nation is gonna know. Yeah, moving forward, it's leverage for yeah. negotiations and for, you know, and hopefully hopefully for some, con- you know, we're trying to build confidence among venues all over the country. And, you know, the House of Blues are great. I mean, you know, if you can get people in there and you have a decent deal where you know you can't lose your shirt, then it's all good, you know. But it's, you know, sometimes it's a little bit like playing in a mall. You know, mm-hmm. there's other venues that are cooler with like a, a different history, you know, yeah, but yeah. you can't argue with the fact that these guys are so muscular and it's like, Heck yeah, man. but so, you know, but I don't know how you guys feel. Do you ever, as, as you know, when you go see a live nation show, do you feel like you're in a mall or d- 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 does that ever occur to you or was, as opposed to like when you go to the eight by 10? Which, for all I know, could be a Live Nation venue, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, the 8x10 is definitely a very different vibe than yeah. most other venues going on right now. Yeah. Um, the only time I feel like that is whenever I go to, like, Pier 6 in Baltimore. Okay, I've been there been before. There. Yeah. I have, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... I mean, it's a beautiful it's like the venue. water, the one where the, yeah. one of the band faces the water, the yeah. shell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very sanitized. It's very... And they have, you know, those kind of big acts there. Um the anthem is 
on that edge for me. But I, I it's, that's a great, like it's a great, it's one of my it's favorite places to see shows. I love, I love that place. Yeah, I'd love it's to just, see it. It's just very sanitized, you know. Um, it's yeah, it, which yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you don't feel bad taking your family there. It doesn't have that je ne sais quoi of a you know that <laughs> a raw. dive bar, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me that much. But I know what you mean, Greg. I, I definitely yeah. know what you mean. There's yeah. So without talk, getting into numbers and stuff like that, like with that nine ninety one, did you guys end up feeling like oh that was a good well compensated show or like yeah that was yeah, still absolutely. like a sacrifice that we did? It was a little bit. It's, it's right there in the middle. You know, okay. I would say right, it, cool. you know. Right. Um, but uh, we did. We hit two. Uh, we hit two bonuses. We didn't hit that third yeah. one. I know. You're off by <laughs> I know. Nine, that was like the one we were people. just kind of like. It's like this weird, like kind of hybrid of like, ah, man, yeah. but that's still really <laughs> great. But come on, you know, we had 15 people on our guest list. <laughs> you know, dang it, yeah, I know. <laughs> so now, now we have a new strategy. If we know it's going to be a, a tiered like bonus system like uh-huh. that, we're actually going to like pay for. Guests tickets. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, just be like, and, hey. and then just read. It's at will call. It's at will call. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh, we didn't realize we were going to get that close, though. I think that's what it was. Oh, sure. We, thought maybe, sure. we were like, maybe if we get 100 walk ups, that'd be great. And we still would have been like, uh, you know, over 100 away. Yeah. I, so, I mean, you know, you know better than us, man. But honestly, you're going to be feeling the, the ramifications, the repercussions for that for years to come, I think. I think it's going to be a good thing for you guys. Absolutely. Oh, I no hope doubt. So. Zero judgment from here, man. I would say... No, no, no. no. I wasn't, get, I wasn't even yeah, putting it on the judgment. I was just saying, you have better insight into how much it's going to affect you. Well, but see, I'm just I telling honestly you, don't. It, it's I mean, going to be huge for you, I think. I, I don't, but I just know that it's be- much better that it went well than it didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. either way, everyone's going to hear about it. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. You know cool. what I mean? Because again, an independent venue, it's independent. Like, they don't have to talk to necessarily other people, but like yep. this is all just one big slimy, you know, <laughs> mother yep. brain. Yeah, because they own everything, and yeah. and they are yeah. a freaking machine. Yeah, because you're right, because they because they do they 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 straight they have they have the formula down, and they've got all the contacts yeah. with all the radio stations, so it's, the yeah. deals are already in place. And so everybody just, knows about it, and yep. you're just getting a lot more people interested in the gig and people to be fair also i mean it's it's a it's a big nod to like the venue people like going to that venue yeah if people didn't want to go there then they you know anaheim mm-hmm. is a pretty like now so uh down by where that is where disney is it's safe you know yeah it's safe for families and stuff to like go do stuff to be yeah. out and it was all ages too that's another thing mm-hmm. cool but so that was definitely I needed I had a hard decompressing day the next day. <laughs> really? After all the traveling for the holidays and then like still because that was still on my mind. Like I mm-hmm. it was almost like there was still this holiday thing that I had to do. Yeah. Yep, that show. That show, you know. And I wasn't stressed about it, but definitely I, I, I maybe I was underneath it all and like felt this like melting it. He mentioned it. Well two or three y- times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two or three hundred times. No. Um but yeah, so it's uh, and and props to my bandmates because we really played our butts off and we hadn't nice. played in a few weeks, which doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're used to playing as much as we, do, you know, mm-hmm. that that you're not in that little, groove. A little yeah, bit, or, or of, it's less of that. Yeah. Well, it's just a little bit of like a. It's like getting in a hot tub or something, you know. Which you did today, yeah. <laughs> which I, I did do today. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get in a hot tub. Call me hot tub, Greg. Yeah. HTG over here. HTG. HTG. Yeah. Oh man, that is fantastic news. Um, Thank congratulations, you. buddy. Yeah, that thanks, is great. Well, how, what's the nearest House of Blues? To, is it like I guess it'd be like Atlantic City or something? To y'all, I'm sure, there's one in Atlantic City, but there's one in New York. There's too. definitely. Well, there used to be one at least. I don't know if it's still there. I, I, oh, I, really? I heard it might have closed. Um, I, I played it with Funk Arc back in the day. But uh, what's uh, so the one in Atlantic City closed, right? Ah. In twenty fourteen. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, I think it is Myrtle Beach. Oh no! Shit. Wow. Yeah, that's but closer def- than Boston. Yeah, but so, but there's Live Nation venues everywhere. Um, oh yeah. You know, like what's what's the big one? Baltimore Soundstage. Um, which could probably I don't know what they do I don't know what they're doing with uh, with tributes I don't know there was also the record theater I think it's back up you guys ever go there oh yeah hell yeah 
Yeah. So is that is that Live Nation? I don't think so. But uh, okay. I'm just, so I, at this point, I'm just kind of thinking about no. That one's twenty four seven entertainment. But yeah, they, we'll, have, uh, they have a lot of shows that they're repping in Baltimore. But um, but I don't think that. Yeah, I can't tell which ones are Live Nation venues or. Yeah. It seems so. like it seems like the uh, Baltimore Soundstage is the main one. Um, I've never seen a show there. I have, but I don't even know if it was called that then. I, it was, or maybe it had just started being called Soundstage. You know what I saw there? I saw uh, Lucius. Hmm. Mm. Yes. I, I did. Lucius there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're nice. Amazing. They're incredible. So, yeah. Uh, that's all I got, guys. I was racking my brain for more stuff. Mm. No, today, that's great. But, that's you great. Know, Congratulations, man. That, that is, that's a really cool event. That's a really cool milestone. Yeah. Um, did it. And so, what's, I mean, What's the plan, right? Are you guys gonna continue to just talk to them about the next show, or are you trying to get them to like? I don't know. We'll just uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what offers come through. But um, you know, we're booked every weekend through May. Wow. Like, I, 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 I mean, me, me, most of them. So it's gonna be uh, it's kind of like you know full steam ahead for a little nice. while there. And uh, we'll see how we'll see how all the all the all of that goes. But it's the Road Trippin' 2024 tour. So look us up, Red Hot Chili Peppers Tribute.com. There's got ticket links for every show. Favorite allies. Yeah. yeah. And uh, straight. Hey, there and you, go. you know, if you get a chance to talk to any of those Live Nation people, don't forget, you know, we got a podcast and we could do true. a live show, you know. Yeah. We can make that all happen. Right. You know. Yeah, Doesn't have to be sure. House of Blues. Could be you know, <laughs> Nick's back porch. That's cool. You know, live yeah, nation. And just live. get some of that promo going. Yeah. Well, yeah, come clean this place up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got an excellent clean, clean crew, or so I've heard. Yeah. Exactly. All right, they boys. They, yeah, they, they, they get everybody out of there and start cleaning up right away. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get everybody home. Enough rock and roll. Here we go. Yeah. It's now we it. clean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Greg. Well, hate yeah. to knock you off your... Your pedestal there, but that's uh, okay. It's it's good. It's time to come down. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so, sir? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our X handle is at shouldcheck. Listen to us wherever podcasts are heard, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Yes, you should. Coming soon to a house of blues near you. Mm-hmm. You should check it out live podcast experience. That'll be in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'd be it amazing. would be fantastic. We would have all of our moms there. You know, oh, a couple yeah. of... Yeah. They're the ones who like us on the most. Wishers. <laughs> we could have a, a special... Relatives key. that moved to Myrtle Beach. They would probably come. A you know, Q&A with Father Eric. Golfing great uncles, those kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was there. <laughs> a special live rendition of uh, the "You Should Check It Out" theme song. It would be great, Nick. Yeah, yep. imagine, imagine oh, the possibilities. <laughs> oh, it'd be fantastic. It's a dream. All right, boys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, good episode. We will see you back here next week. Peace. All righty. Peace. See you.